You're listening to Wild Takes presented by 10,000 Takes. Opa. Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. This is the podcast where we talk about the wild and give our takes. I am Dev. With me, as always, is my handsomely attractive co-host, Zooch. And we're just going to pretend that that makes sense. Zooch, how the hell are you, buddy? That one, I mean, so I'm ugly because that was a double a double positive is a negative. No, so, stop it. Okay, no, we're good. Uh, it's good to be back. Took a week off last week. Got the house painted. Spoke should be happy. Look how beautiful it is. Yeah. Like. All the haters of which, are, of which there are many. Yeah. So <laughs> I painted the, the, well, I shouldn't put it all on me. My lovely girlfriend helped me paint the hallway, the two bedrooms, the bathroom. She threw some wallpaper up on one of the walls. It looks gorgeous in the house. So yeah, Spoke should be happy. Maybe we have him on here soon so we can see the, the beautiful new house. And maybe he yeah. won't be a serial killer. I was going to say, yeah, so uh, take that. Anybody who's said that Zooch looks like he lives in a serial killer's mansion. Yeah, now I look <laughs> like I live in a uh, – now actually I feel like I live in the Joker's asylum at the end of uh, the 2019 film Joker where everything's <laughs> – I mean, it works. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into it for the week um, with our stick taps of the week. I'm going to go first with my stick tap this week because we have we have a big one, folks. This is my, big news, everybody. My, turn stick that tap, volume. my stick tap this week is Cup Snakes at Wild Games. That's right, folks. It's coming back. We're coming back. We've got another partnership with the Minnesota Wild so that you, as a fan of the Minnesota Wild, can go and participate and drink a whole bunch of beer for a great cause. This is going to be just kick-ass experience so here are the details it's going to be the game where the stanley cup champion colorado avalanche come to town february 15th it's going to be at 8 30 p.m local time and tickets are 49 dollars. that is a nice easy cheap way to do it and let's i mean you're going to be able to get in and see the wild play the abs for 49 bucks and also we did get a quick note excuse me we got a quick note uh if you have a group of eight or more and you want to all sit together we have a contact his name is aiden zern you can email him at aiden a-i-d-a-n dot zern z-u-r-n at wild.com and he will hook you up so Uh, to reiterate there it's 49 bucks Colorado Avalanche are coming to town, which somehow all these games this year that we've gotten to partner with the Wild have been the Colorado Avalanche, all two of them. So, see, good hockey, good price, and you get to drink a bunch of beer. Last time we had, I believe it was like 123-foot snake. So, Yeah, and that was against the Coyotes. Oh, yeah, that was brutal. (laughs) That was bad hockey. So now we, you know, we got the Avalanche coming to town. They're going to be healthier. They're going to be looking good. It's probably going to be... A very integral game for the playoff push too. So, yeah, I mean, Colorado's, I, I, Colorado's getting healthy. Yeah, we're only a couple weeks away from this. They're they're yeah. quickly sneaking back into yeah. uh, the hunt for the the top of the division here. And yeah, 
tickets are limited. I will say that. Um, so if you want to buy, we're going to put a link to buy the tickets for this in the show notes. So go check the about uh, description of this episode. We're also going to plaster it all over social media. So by the time that you're hearing this, just go check out Twitter and, and Instagram and stuff like that. And you'll be able to uh, get a link to buy the tickets so that you can get in there. Um, it is important that you use our, our link or contact Aiden and tell him that, uh, you, you're here from, uh, from 10 for the 10 K or the wild takes, uh, part of things. Um, cause that way we know that you're here to party also should mention this game. is going to be on TNT. Yes. That's the, it's a national game. And that means that what you're going to see is the whole TNT crew. They're going to be there in person. I mean, you, you, you may or and, may not actually see them, but right. We do and, know that those I've guys heard like biz biz love stuff like this. So who knows? They like to party. Nah, uh, yeah. Maybe you can get on TV with all of us. So hey, it's gonna be a great time. It's going to be our final cup snake. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> we uh we have been doing this good minute, a good while. The first one we ever did was at a twins game. And I mean we we just showed up with about 30 people. All of us bought tickets together and we made a snake. And now they've offered us to build snakes almost for every team in the state. So, yeah, this is going to be it's going to be bittersweet, but all good things come to an end. All good bits come to an end. And this one is coming to an end on February 15th versus the Avalanche. So, yeah, you definitely want to be there. Maybe we make a little uh, maybe we do a 10K meet and greet beforehand, too. Who knows? I don't know. We'll figure it out, man. I mean, it's a late um, game. Going to have to do something for the game. Get a few drinks in us. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, definitely going to want to be there. We're going to talk a whole bunch more about it between now and then. But mm-hmm. you heard it here first. Wild Final Cup Snake game, February 15th against the Colorado Avalanche. $49 gets you in. Let's go. All right. My cup, <laughs> cup snake. That's awesome. My <laughs> stick tap. Uh, is the 10K Boot Hockey team. We competed in the Minnesota Wild Boot Hockey Classic at the XL Energy Center this past Saturday. How'd you do? Pool. We won our pool. Uh, 10K Athletics is going to the moon now, not just the 10K brand. Uh, After not winning a softball game in two seasons, scratch that, one softball game in two seasons, we, uh, we won, you know, one game and tied one game, so I think that's pretty good. Uh, we're not going to talk about the metal rounds. That You're was, on the uh, upswing. You're on the uptick. Hey, the metal rounds were a little more difficult because we got a bunch of old men. So <laughs> I say old men. We're like 26 to 32. So yeah. Of uh, younger men that act like old men. Veach was dying by the end of the last game. My dude's back was not doing good. So it was a yeah. fun time. I'm sure everybody's even cam who is a new hockey guy he he had a couple goals which is very weird to see but good for cam i think everyone did score it was a fun time man so shout out to the 10k boot hockey team and if you uh if you guys want we're going to be releasing some content with that it's going to be must watch stuff so mm-hmm. all right uh let's do cupclinks zooch speaking of teams on the move Yes. What's your cup Mine is the Minnesota Twins. We are making moves. I know everyone's a little upset they lost a rise, but let me promise you things will be okay. As an arise guy, I am upset. Yep. Yes, yes, I know, Dev, you you were on Twitter last year as one I'm of the big arise guy. What can I say? Yeah. 
Bigger eyes guy. He's going to be great in Miami, man. I mean, it sucks losing a guy like that, but I think people are going to be very, very excited about this young pitcher we got with some good stuff, strikeout stuff, something we haven't had in the top of the rotation in quite a while. I believe he pitched 180 innings last year, struck out 174, I think, if I if my memory. That's pretty good numbers there. I mean, I'm well, not he's a, Basically, he's getting almost a K in inning. Yeah. And he was the guy a couple of years ago that struck out the first nine batters against Atlanta and was just on a roll. So, I mean, dude, he, he's he's going to be a great pitcher for the Twins. He's going to be our one or two. It allows Joe Ryan to kind of scoot back in the rotation. So you have another solid, solid young arm in the back end of that rotation. You got a Kenta Maeda coming back from injury. Yeah. So what's our one through five look like as a, as a okay. not, not a huge baseball guy? Okay. So our one more than likely is going to be Sonny Gray. Uh-huh. I makes sense. I buy that one. So Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez, Tyler Malley, Joe Ryan, Kenta Maeda. Fuck it. We'll take it, man. That Pablo is. Lopez is the guy that we just got? Yes. For a raise? It'll probably right. be the two, and I could see him moving up to the one if he is as good as everyone thinks he's going to be. So, yeah, I mean, that, and they got Louis Varland in the system. I mean, Simeon Woods, Richardson. They got, they got, I mean, they got some guys. So, I mean, they're they're getting depth. They're getting more players. Let's see where it takes us. And they also signed Correa, which ding on my wild take. So not to say that they were the first team in on that, but (laughs) (laughs) did a little gymnastics to get them. But, hey, they're making moves. I don't want to hear anyone bitching about them not making moves. I understand a rise is everyone's favorite, but they needed to get pitching. You can't just have, you know, a bunch of average starters. You kind of get to get someone that moves the needle, and Pablo Lopez will be that guy. So go Twins, baby. All right, go Twins. Um, <laughs> my cup clink is cinema. Woo! Today, yeah. uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, the 24th. Uh, and at 5.30 this morning, the Oscar nominations began. And we got some... It's it's a great day. It's a great day if you like movies. Um, the Oscars are going to be in like six weeks or something like that. So... For the next six weeks, it's just going to be a bunch of speculating and wondering and catching up on all the artsy-fartsy movies that you missed. But also this year, there's a shitload of uh, movies that people have actually seen that got nominated. Top Gun Maverick, Avatar, like it's going to rock and roll, man. Um, I've got a little bit more on this coming up later, but um, I wanted to actually do an invitation to the listeners. If anybody wants to join me in uh, the Oscar pool that I've been doing every year uh, for about 15 years now. Um, you can reach out to me on Twitter and, uh, yeah. So the way that the pool works is it's a $1 buy-in. You pick, uh, the winner of each category and you submit that to me with your $1 before the Oscars start in a couple of weeks here. And the winner is whoever has the most, uh, the most correct picks and they get the entire pot. If there's two or three people that have the same best score, then you split the pot that however many, however many ways. It's a one dollar buy-in. You usually get, you know, I've got the same group of five or six people that have been doing it with me every year, and then every year we usually get four or five other stragglers. So I mean, it's not exactly a big money thing, but it's a fun time. And uh, wanted to extend an open invitation to the listeners this year. So if that's something that interests you and you want to uh, do some picks here, uh, reach out to me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Minabama, as in Minnesota and Alabama, the state, not the college. Fuck those guys. War Eagle forever. That's my cup clink. Cinema. Let's go, baby. 
Hey, I got my Auburn shirt hanging over there. Wore it to the gym today, so let's go. Auburn Eagle, Alabama guy. I've always liked Auburn to kind of go on the other side of him, so uh, it worked out. My dad too. It's kind of a little rivalry we have in the family, which is funny because we don't like anything else from Auburn. Like it's, I'm not gonna say I watch their basketball or anything else, but I am a little bit of an Auburn football. Hey, you're missing out not watching Auburn basketball. It's a good, it's a good time. Yeah, well, they are pretty good. They've turned the corner in that program. They're good yeah. this year, right? The, yeah, yeah, they're solid this year. They're not okay. as good as they have in the last two or three years. But the, the, well, they're the, definitely not as good as the Gophers either. So, no, nah, they'll be all right. Um, <laughs> that's Gophers are like electric. Gophers, Gophers aren't the Gophers like dead last? They are so bad, Dev. It's <laughs> they have like two wins, right? Or yeah, they're well in the. I think they have in the, Big, in the Ten. Big Ten. They beat a bunch of scrubs. At the, sure. I mean. Everybody Big teams that. that fucking St. Thomas could beat, which is, I mean, that's <laughs> year. So, um, I mean, Minnesota basketball might be the little brother here in a few years if St. Thomas keeps going at their pace. Honestly, would not surprise me. <laughs> no, I did. They're not. It's, it hasn't been a basketball school since that cheating scandal. So, no, yeah, for real. Um, I mean, it's sad, but whatever. This is a hockey podcast. Let's talk some hockey, baby. Yeah, let let let's do some hockey talking real quick. Um, hockey guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before we get into the wild stuff, there's a couple things I want to just touch base with you or just kind of get your thoughts on too real quick. Uh, one of the big stories of the past week is how Vox Media um, is just completely shutting down their hockey coverage. Um, their CEO released a statement that they're just doing an arbitrary 7% uh, layoff or something like that. Um, so apparently that 7% is just all of their hockey coverage, which is a lot. And that, you know, that includes our friends over at Hockey Wilderness. Um, they're in the midst of kind of figuring out what they're going to do on their own. I know that the the Philly version of that is going to do their own thing, too. And, you know, a lot of those brands are very popular within their local markets. So uh, go give those guys, you know, go give those guys some love and, and, and see see what, what can be done to help them out. Bummer for them. And we'll hope that the, we can figure out a way to keep them going. Well, another bummer is uh, Bruce Boudreau, our favorite. Yeah. Got shafted over there in Vancouver. Fuck the Canucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't like the Canucks at all. Uh, what oh, they did was despicable. And yeah, fuck them. So I hope they never win a Stanley Cup. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. The, the sorry, sorry, Isha, but I hope you're never happy with your favorite hockey team. So. I think he would agree with you at this point. I mean, yeah. obviously, like, coaches come and go all the time. Oh, yeah. No, that's coaches not what fired. people are mad about. Coaches know? get fired. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Coaches get yeah. hired to replace fired coaches. That's fine. But, man, if I'm Rick Tockett, I do not feel real good about things right now because. No. Why would you? I mean, just the way that the the way that the Accolini family handled this and, and then just, like, leaking. Somebody leaking out that that they're going to basically fire Bruce and, and hire Tockett on like the specific day and everything. Like, eh, it's just everything about it is shitty. I mean, and it's a shitty team too. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. how do you go from one of the more exciting teams in that bubble? You know, that, that bubble tournament, mm-hmm. I'm not saying a whole lot, but they were a good team that season and they were going to probably make the playoffs. Yeah. All of a sudden, ever since they've been just awful, laughably I mean, bad, a, a terrible hockey team in every single way. So obviously something's not going right over there. They probably should make some moves. No, I mean, I guess, I guess doing what they did to Boudreaux, which was the wrong move. Yeah. uh, 
grand scheme of things, I mean, really, is this going to change anything in the middle of your season? Why not just let it ride out to the end of the year and then do a rebuild, do whatever you need to do? I mean, Bruce Pedro, I highly doubt, was the reason that team was struggling. Bruce Pedro, from everything I saw, is the only reason that they were, like, not competing for the Bedard Olympics. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like which might be the reason why they did what they did. They're like, hey, ah, you're winning too much, Brucey. Yeah. Hey, it Brucey. I actually I I've seen theory. people uh, people are kicking the tire saying he should Garen should give him a job in uh, the front office or doing something for the wild. I would love that. I don't know what job that would be. But, I have no idea. But I mean, sure. You know. Yeah. I love Bruce. I, I really do. Bruce I, is a great dude. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't see that happening, but it would be wonderful. It'd be um, awesome, but I, have a theory. I agree. He'll probably do TV. <laughs> yeah, I probably will. He's very good at it. He's very good at TV. Yeah. Um, I I have a theory about Bruce getting fired. Is uh, Jim Rutherford comes in and is basically he's told like you have to keep Bruce because the Acalini family didn't want to pay for three coaches at the time. Um, yeah, which is fine, whatever. But ever since then, uh, Jim Rutherford has been seething because he remembered that he was the goalie that gave up the goal on Bruce Boudreaux's first NHL goal. Uh, yeah, he looked like such a little guy too. Like so <laughs> Bruce. The uh, video was awesome. that video. Oh yeah. It was a snipe too. Yeah. Nice. Um, the other, the other positive thing, if you can even call it a positive is the, um, the DC media that was covering it as, you know, cause Bruce is a former capitals coach as well. Um, the, the gal that was covering the story royally butchering, Every single name oh, yeah. was yeah. one of the funniest announcing videos that I've ever seen. The Canucks. <laughs> the good guy. She did something. The Canucks. Bruce Boudreau. Yeah, Boudreau and the Canucks. Oh, man. It uh, and uh, it was like Rick Tukit or something like Tukit. Yeah, it was okay. Something goofy oh, my like God. that. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that. Yeah, it. You feel for Bruce. The situation sucks. Feel for Bruce. It's definitely not his fault that the Canucks are a dumpster fire. And it's a damn shame. Yep. Um, Speaking of, of uh, damn shames, the Wild are on a bit of a skid right now. Skid is a... Two-game skid. It's a two-game skid against... And the two losses are against the arguably the second-best team in the East in the Carolina Hurricanes. And a team that has been largely in my, in my opinion, underperforming all year. Yes. Uh, that was a very winnable game though, Panthers. against the the Panthers. That was, both, that was both of them were, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, no, they were. Uh, I mean, stuff like that's going to happen. It's just going to happen. You go on a little road trip, not feeling, not feeling your game, you know, and they played a couple, couple, not very well prepared games in my opinion. And obviously one of our talking points is Dumba being health bombed. I don't know if that is a huge deal to do with it, but it is weird. You know, it's like, okay, does he have some underlying factors that maybe he is doing some stuff okay on the ice? So, so Dean Dean says it was fan, purely a performance issue and they wanted to get Goligoski back in the lineup. That's what they say. Yeah, fair enough. I think I, I kind of believe it's weird. That. I kind of buy it's that. It's weird. It's a little his play's odd. never been his play's never done this before, as many people have said. Like it's it's not like this is the first stretch where Dumba's looked not, you know, himself. Yeah. And you know, it's, he's, it's, it was weird. It the weirdest part of it though is like if it had been like a week or two earlier, I think it would have been like a little bit more like, oh yeah, I get it. But he hadn't been play like he was not 
this is going to sound bad, but he was playing not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> yeah, I, his just defensive responsibilities, it's almost like he forgets them sometimes. It's like, buddy, get back there, get a stick in the lane, go down in the corner, get your man. It, it just, ah, he's a frust- he's another frustrating player to me, but yeah. Hey. He gets back in the lineup. Let's hope he plays well. I hope this was a wake-up call for Matt Dumba. So, I mean, I know he's back in the lineup tonight from what I've heard. He is going to be playing tonight. Uh, well, last night as you're listening to this. Yeah, but right. Matt Dumba will be in the lineup for the Minnesota Wild. Against the uh, Bulls. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons, I would say probably the biggest reason that the – wild struggled so fiercely against the Panthers is Ryan Hartman. Um, yeah, he played one of, if not his worst games in a wild sweater and you seem very flustered too. very. Yeah. Flustered. He just was like, he was, I mean, he was hot the whole game and he was, I mean, he's always hot, but like, whoo, he was very upset. Oh, he landed him. a good punch in that uh, little fight he did too. I mean, he, <laughs> That first one he threw, did the I don't know who he fought. I was at a, I was at uh, Tom Reed's at the time. So. Sure, yeah, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, he, he connected. He connected on that first. One. I was like, damn, he is pissed. <laughs> I was like, he is not happy. And I wasn't watching the game the closest as I was at Tom Reed's after our boot hockey tournament. Yeah, so I, I wasn't paying too close. In a couple of brewskis and nerd I will watch tonight. Like so yeah, I mean, hey, we're celebrating a fourth place finish. Come on now. <laughs> It gets for us 10K guys Absolutely. in our athletics here. So hey, listen, no no shame here. Um, but yeah, no, I mean it was just dumb. Like even the like my wife was watching the game and she was like, Why is he doing that? Is he stupid? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like, you know, I love my wife and I I love watching hockey with my wife because she doesn't care about like the like ins and outs and like why certain strategies work and whatever, like like she doesn't know what a one through one defense is or what four checking is or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when a guy does something that stands out to her and it's bad, like that's how you know that it's bad. You that you, you <laughs> fucked up. It's great. <laughs> it, it's a perfect like uh, barometer basically for just like if you're stupid. And I mean, my my a wife good barometer for if you're stupid. Yeah. I mean, like, if, if you're making a stupid play and my wife notices it, it it's a stupid play. She's like going to call weird... your ass out, too. Yeah. If my yeah, if my wife is the one that's calling you out. Um, it's great, too, because, like, she doesn't have the homer goggles. So, like, when Hartsy yeah. didn't even – I don't think he even got a penalty for this one, but he, like, did the little, like, skate by and pushed a Panthers player and, like, clearly was in the wrong. And he didn't get a penalty that time, but then the next time he did it, he did um she was like hey shouldn't he be like penalized for that i was like shut up babe yeah don't say that stop it (laughs) whose side are you on i mean be quiet i mean i love you yeah (laughs) yeah i mean it wasn't a pretty two games but they got a little break here let's hope tonight's better yeah yeah i i agree uh speaking of breaks we're gonna take a quick break and then when we do we're gonna kind of preview the uh the next couple of games before the all-star break begins be right back. All right, we're back, and the Wild are also back. So we're recording this before the game against the Bolts, but we still got to talk about it because it hasn't happened yet. Uh, yes. So, you know, this could look hilarious when you're listening to this after the fact. 
But uh, yeah, the Wild have lost two. Uh, before that, they had won three in a row. The way that they lost the last two, we talked about it earlier, was a little bit frustrating because it was just a lot of stupid hockey. But the Wild have three more games before the All-Star break. They go at the Bulls, then they return for a two-game homestand, uh, homestand where the Flyers and Sabres come to town. The Wild at Bolts. It's going to be the return of Dumba for sure. And then it sounds like Marcus Foligno is going to be returning as well. Yeah. Um, I think he was sick or something, wasn't he? Yeah, apparently he had like a really bad stomach bug that he caught like a week and a half ago. And um, and yeah, uh, it sounds like he was not having not having the best experience. Uh, yeah, of his, so of his return life. of a couple crucial players. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I said, when that Felino Eck, and Greenway line is all together, man, it's it's good, very good. And I know people are frustrated with Greenway, six points, yada, yada, yada. But when that line is together, the Wild are a better team. So you just got to hope that they can stay healthy and stay together. Yeah. That they provide for you. I mean, it goes, there's more things in hockey than just, you know, points. A lot of people kind of forget about that. I understand that you want to see more points from Greenway, but he is playing the right game of hockey. And when those guys are together and healthy, some nights that's our best line. I would say, yeah, it's, uh, more than get some nights. I would say oftentimes when those three guys are going, they're often our best line. Yeah, that being well, that said, fourth line has been very good too. Fourth line's been good. According to ESPN, that they is, just, we regret this fourth line because we should have, uh, we should have re-signed Nico Sturm even though he was with Colorado at the time and there was no chance of that happening. <laughs> we should have re-signed, uh, who was the other name? Nick Bugstead. Because both of those guys are having great seasons. I, I mean, Bukestad. I think it's safe to say that Bukestad would still be having a would be having a better year in Minnesota than he is currently having in Arizona. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think dude, that's too crazy. But wow, so take. he's he's performing better this year than last year because he's on an elevated role on a bad team. Wow, that's <laughs> a crazy concept, ESPN. I'm glad you guys are covering hockey now. Jesus, um, that was a bad article. If anyone else read that one so i just wanted to throw a little uh throw a little sarcasm into the pod because i did send out a tweet that got quite a bit of interaction about that uh that article yeah um it was weird because usually you get negative interactions all the time on twitter where people are just calling you stupid and this 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 tweet everyone was positive they're like wow couldn't agree more i was like dude this <laughs> everyone's like quote tweeting it like this is so true i was like oh Usually it's the complete and utter opposite going on. <laughs> Twitter was, uh, hey, they changed for the good one time. Ever so often. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the uh, the Wild have the, the Wild play the Bolts. Um, I think what would be, I think it's safe to say that what we're looking for is for the offense to play with a little bit more confidence. Um, it's very frustrating when you watch the uh, defense actually seems to be playing pretty well lately. And I think the goal, both goalies have been playing pretty well. Um, and then for whatever reason, the offense outside of the first line is just like not shooting very much. I don't know what the, I don't know if the numbers would necessarily, I don't know if the numbers would necessarily like back my eye test up, but from what I've seen, it seems like everybody that's not playing with Kaprizov and, and Zuccarello seems to just not be shooting as much as they could. They, they, they do seem to play a very... I've never even used this. I've never even heard this. It's like a pretty boy style of hockey. They just want everything to be so pretty. And it just doesn't happen that way a lot. You got you to gotta score some dirty goals. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I feel like with with these next three games, it, it is crucial to come out. It's kind of like the other week you asked over three and a half points. It's crucial the Wild get three and a half or more points, obviously, in the next. Uh, I would love to see them get exactly three and a half points. <laughs> well, I'd like to see them get four. That would be beautiful. Four yeah. out of six. I'd love to see six out of the six going into the break. Um, I mean, we do still have games in hand in a lot of our conference, but you got to start winning the games that you have in hand. So exactly. We're tough. We get it. You're going to lose games. Skids happen. They're not a perfect hockey team. So, so here's, so then the wild bolts, we'll see what happens. I, I, I said it in last week's show, the, the, the wild weirdly have Tampa Bay's number. Uh, ever since I got married, they've only beaten them uh, one time. Uh, Tampa's only Tampa's only beaten the wild one time, which is, weird to think about crazy because they've got like three cups in that span <laughs> yeah just two come on now they also okay, have sorry. I'm, I'm, sorry. They, they, I'm sorry a third cup appearance yeah, <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> uh, come on now but uh yeah it's weird and then um yeah and then the flyers are coming to the wild i did look this up so the flyers have been alternating a win a loss a win a loss a win a loss uh for three weeks now uh, the time well, so that, uh, well, it just matters what happens before us, I guess. Well, play. so their last game that they played was a lot or was a was a hang on. It was a loss. I'm pretty and sure they then, lost to the Blackhawks, didn't they? Yeah, they did. But that was that was like five games ago. What? Um, five games ago? Jesus. For the Flyers. Yeah, something like that. It might have been no four. Way. I, it was a, it was a, it was it was more than a week ago. They live under a rock or something like I thought that just happened. <laughs> Uh yeah, uh, covering games, one team three, though. Three, I don't need to ago. three games ago. I don't my need bad. to know all that other stuff, right? I just it was a while. It was three games ago. That's my. I was the the Sabers lost to the Blackhawks as well. That was five games ago. So I was I was looking at that. Oh, uh, uh, it thing. is looking good for us actually, though. But yeah, anyway. Um, so they lost they, the a loss of win, a loss of win, loss of win. They just oh, lost yeah. to the they just lost to the Jets on Sunday night. They play the Kings on Tuesday, and then they play the Wild on thursday so if the trend continues they will beat the kings and then lose to the wild i'm great with that <laughs> hey buffalo is actually floating right outside a playoff spot too so that that should be a tough game and uh at home right before the all-star break yeah i think that'll be a good game i think i think you know we say it every year buffalo is you know better than they were the year before um this year <laughs> they're slowly but surely getting there this year, this Snails year, I'll get, pace in it. we were, we were joking about it early, like in December where like they came out, they got off to a hot start and then they just immediately collapsed, happened again, except for now, this time they actually are kind of back to playing winning hockey. I'm not going to yeah, say that they're going to do that, but like a, you said, they're, they built a good team. I think they're flirting, with a, they're flirting with a playoff spot right now. And the Sabres have, for in Buffalo, really. they have points in four straight games. They're not going to be an easy out. I think, I do think that the wild are going to beat the, I, I think the Wild are going to beat the hell out of the Flyers. I think the Flyers are a bad hockey team that is capable of winning. But I just don't see it. Underrated storyline in that game. I 1,000 million percent want to see a Revo and Delorier tilt. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, that'd be so much fun. And Revo has been on the record saying that's the only guy in the NHL he could see putting up a fight against him. So I don't know if it happens, but I think both of them – Re, or Delorier being a former wild player for half a season may want to give the fans here a show. I mean, what else do you got to play for over there in Philly? Yeah, maybe. 
That would be a fun tilt. I would very much enjoy watching that. But yeah, I think the Wild should probably get four of six here, and it all really depends on how they start tonight. They, right? I think they are an absolute singe to get the four out of the six points. So, I I agree. And then next week we've got um, we got the All Star break. So, oh yeah, the, man. Wild, their last game is on Saturday against the Sabres. It's a home game, so go check it out. And then they have, uh, they do not play again until February the 6th, which is, you know, it's quite some time. But The jerseys uh, are sick for the All-Star game, too. We also I really do like them. They're, they're very out. fun. So, yeah, on, um, on February 6th, the Wild are at the Coyotes. We will talk more about that at a later time. Um but uh, yeah, so we're going to have a special episode because there won't be any new wild games next week and the all-star weekend and stuff won't actually be happening for a while. So we're going to have a slightly different show for you uh, next week, but uh, you're just going to have to tune in to find out what that is. Yes, sir. It's going <laughs> to be good. I think I, I really do. Uh, the, I'm the, with you. Next week will be it's a fun little concept we came up with on the fly here today, but I think the fans will really like it. We spent yeah, absolutely about the wild and this will be a little more of uh, the NHL as a whole. So we'll see if you guys like that. Oh yeah. Just expose that we very much watch the wild since that is the team that we are covering. So <laughs> better that we, we watch the wild way more, you know, cause I feel like in order to have a successful wild podcast, the hosts should <laughs> a little bit about the wild. And uh, this is the part where I tell you, I have only watched three wild games all year. Dang. <laughs> even though you've funny. watched, uh, even though they're seven and oh, and you've drank a fucking McGolden while watching. So that- the streak is broken, unfortunately. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. The, the That's streak, the streak died at, uh, at, at six and one. Uh, I, I drank a McGolden during the Panthers game. So yeah, I, I do regret to inform everybody that, um, it's dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Glass is coming off. <laughs> A, just a quick moment of silence, if you don't mind. In the arms of the angel, and we're back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that leads into our wild takes, Dev. I don't think we have too much else to talk about here. Let's do some wild takes and get on with our bad selves. Let's do it. Um, I'm going to go first with my wild take again. Uh, because is... I think yours is going to go a little bit longer. Um, so one year ago, I predicted that everything everywhere all at once would get a best picture nomination. And today that came true. Bam. I was right. hundred percent. And not only did it get a best picture nomination, it led the way with 11 total Oscar nominations across the board. 11 next closest was nine. So my wild take, which is, becoming less and less of a wild take is that they're actually going to pull off this and win the whole damn thing. And on top of that, they're going to win at least four out of those Oscars. So typically Ooh. if you don't, you don't follow the Oscars super closely, if the, it happens sometimes, but oftentimes if a, if a film gets nominated for like eight, nine, 10, 11 Oscars, they usually wind up winning one or two because everybody assumes that like, Oh, they'll just win this other category, this other category here. Um, so I think they're going to not only win Best Picture, I think they're going to win at least four, four total. I, I you know what? I'm going to even I'm going to up it. I'm going to say 
uh, four bes- four four wins besides Best Picture. So they're going to win just under half of their nominations. Let's go. Riding the hype train. Hail the bagel. Let's go. That's funny because usually you say that I uh, instigate you to bumping up the ante and your wild takes, like just going another step higher. myself. Time, <laughs> I kept my mouth shut and you did it on your own. So maybe <laughs> a theory for the fans. I don't even need to say anything. A devil try to go a step further. I get um, excited, okay? Hey. Hey, this one excites me because I'm very, very, very confident in this take. My wild take is Josh Allen will never win a Super Bowl. Get the fuck out. Hey, I'm just saying, man. I think this year this year and last year might have been his best opportunity. I don't think the Bengals are going anywhere. The Bengals are very, very good. Joe Burrow's contract might hinder that a little bit, though, in the next uh, his next I know he hasn't signed one yet, but he's going to. Joe Burrow's got one or two more years of his rookie yeah. deal. And I, I think Jamar Chase as well, right? Like I He's think... got one more year than Burrow. And then you got T. Higgins. So it's going to get tough for them, but Joe Burrow's a good quarterback. I think the Bengals will be around. That defense is stellar. Uh, Josh, or Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes he's is going, going anywhere. So he, yeah, I mean, as long as he's in that conference, that's a tough out. And yeah, I mean, T-Law, don't sleep on Trevor Lawrence. He's there. Uh, he had a rough postseason, I'd say, but he also played well for stretches. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a weird postseason, five picks, five touchdowns. You're like, did he play good or did he play bad? Like, I don't know. But he's going to be a stud. I, I don't know, man. The AFC is tough. It's tough. And I, I agree that the AFC is tough. I don't know, tough. man. And I just don't. Josh Allen does too many stupid things. Too many stupid things. I mean, let's look at it this way. In the, in the championship round, um, for both the AFC and the NFC, the oldest quarterback is Mahomes, and he's mm-hmm. like what twenty seven. Yeah. Even if you, and then like, even if you count like Jimmy G for the the Niners, he's like thirty. Yeah. Like the we're in the new age of quarterbacks. I I, yeah. I get with you there. Um, so let me let me work with you on this because I I think that the Bills, I think Josh Allen is good enough that they can win a Super Bowl with him. I know that you disagree with that. But I think that they can if they do kind of, you know, if they do the right things and Buffalo is not just Minnesota East. Um, he just can't play as dumb as he has been, man. It's just. That's easier said than done. But yeah, obviously. The silly, the silly missed throws, the, the running, he, he running the football and then all of a sudden just pitching it to nobody. He does that more than any quarterback I've seen in this league. It's fucking crazy, man. He's just running and all of a sudden he's like, so uh, in the first round. He was like all the way past the line. He like threw the ball out of bounds in front of him. Like, what is he doing, man? I mean, you're lucky that I, dude, he's a frustrating quarterback to me because he puts up crazy fantasy numbers. And then you see him and he does something like in the Vikings game this year that they played him. He's putting up crazy numbers. He's running all over the field. And then he throws a ball right to fucking Patrick Peterson twice, (laughs) like twice in that game where look, I wasn't mad about it. I wasn't either fumbled the ball in the end zone. He just does dumb things in big games. And I think people should be calling him out. I mean, it, it, this isn't just, Oh, he's an elite quarterback. He'll get there. I mean, this year, three of them being one of the top teams in the AFC and not being able to get it done. Have they even reached an AFC championship? I don't think they have. Uh, didn't they do that? No, no, I guess I wasn't. No, they definitely. No, I guess it wasn't the AFC championship last year. No, I don't think they have. Yeah. So hang on. Let me look that up real quick. 
And in his first or second year, when he played the Texans in the playoffs, he did the, a similar thing. He was like running down the field, and all of a sudden he like pitches the ball back to Dawson Knox or somebody. And they're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> oh, falling to the ground. Uh, two years uh, ago, two years ago, Bills Chiefs um, was the AFC Championship. Oh right, right. That's uh, that's the famous, <laughs> that's the famous Diggs picture where Diggs was standing there, and everyone's going crazy, and everyone says he's been standing there for three seasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did it again. That's the one where they they went up, they got up like ten nothing or something like that, and then um, I think the final was. I'm looking at yeah, the I'm looking at it now. The final was thirty-eight twenty-four, uh, Kansas City. And last year was a, I mean, they, they kind of choke on their opportunities too, not to mention that, but last year against the chiefs, fantastic game. And that really wasn't on Josh Allen. So, I mean, obviously nah. not the talent. That's not what I'm saying. I just think he does too many things in the, the span of a game that affects the outcomes. And especially in big games, he's going to have to show me he can handle those turnovers, hit wide open receivers, which he fucking couldn't do last game. That was insane. Uh, <laughs> I mean, seriously, there was a couple times. I mean, I get Diggs' frustration. I know everyone's going to be like, oh, he's a prima donna, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, you're telling me you wouldn't be frustrated if you're running wide open and your elite top two quarterback can't put a ball on you when you're fucking eight yards separated from the DB? Like, that's bad, man. Yeah, I would think that. I, pressured. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Everyone is pressured. I mean, quarterbacks are pressured. Newsflash, it's going to happen. If you can't stand in the face of pressure, look at the Vikes quarterback that everyone hates. I mean, I'm not going to say Kirk is better than Josh Allen because that is stupid to say. Obviously, I was, I was about to drive up to Minnesota and slap no, you. No, no. But if you're going to talk about someone who can sit in the pocket and make a throw when they need a throw, Kirk can do that for you. So, yeah, it, it was just frustrating because I feel like Josh Allen should be making those types of throws, and he wasn't. And, I mean, that's part of the reason why I made this take. I said it to you before the first round, and they almost lost. That's true. That is true. So, hey, I'm not going to say I'm a wizard because – not by any stretch. No, he he texted me this uh bef- like like a week and a half ago, maybe two, maybe even two and a half weeks ago, like before the playoffs. I also said Kirk started. wouldn't win one either, so I just wanna. I don't I don't think I texted that to you. But I did. I don't think you said that. One, some no. guys that I said that to some guys at work. I I also agree. I don't think Kirk is the guy to get you a Super Bowl either. But I love him. He's my favorite QB right now for the Vikes that we've had. So whatever, I will ride with him until he's gone. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Not too picky on Kirk Cousins. I think if you put a defense in front of him, I mean, Christ, this team would be ten times better than they were. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm at the point where I think Kirk will retire a Viking. I feel like they'll sign him for like three or four years after this year. And uh, there's a giant, massive van sitting outside my house. Oh, that's not scary and creepy at all. I'm on the the second story, and it's eye level with me. That's weird. Hold on here. We'll end this. I just want to make sure. As I say, we might have to end the show so that uh, Zooch doesn't get taken. Well, it's. I do have stuff coming today. Whatever. All right. Sorry. Sorry for the. Oh, this is weird. You look over and you see a van at eye level with you, and you're in a second story. <laughs> you never like that. No. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. John won't win a Super Bowl. Bold. I take. Probably will win one at some point, but. No, 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 no. You don't get to backtrack now. (laughs) No, I'm saying that because now that I put this out there in the actual airwaves. Yeah, I get to say that, not you. (laughs) I'm sure the Bills go to the Super Bowl, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Well, hey, he's going to have to prove to me that he can hold on to that football and not make stupid plays in big games before I uh, 
before I get on that bandwagon, because there's a lot of people who crown him as some elite, untouchable QB, which he's really good, man. He's very good, but he doesn't he doesn't do the plays in big games. Doesn't doesn't get it done in big games, which is a big, uh, big thing for QBs. And a a bit. Holmes, tell you that much. Burrow Mahomes, well, Burrow is a li- another guy we can talk about a little bit because I think he's has he played as good as he can in these playoff games they've been winning, or has his defense just been unbelievable? I mean, and we'll leave it at that. Oh my God! All right, that's a topic last for another, year. That is a topic for another time, um, and that time will come to you sometime in the future after he wins the Super Bowl this year. Because we're because <laughs> we're out of time right now. As always, thank you for listening to the Wild Takes Podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. Go get us a follow on social media at WildTakes10K and make sure to follow along with the rest of the 10K stuff as well. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you hate the show, tell your enemies. That's a win-win for you. And remember, it's not just about working hard and having fun. It's about fucking winning. Stay safe out there, folks. Woo! Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go! Get up, get up, I got the guy.